0: podcast for high-achieving gay men who have gone to therapy want to feel better and get exactly what they want in life. I'm your host, Harvard Law trained founder and life coach Jonathan Herzog. Today we're talking about being tired. When you feel tired, there is the physical experience of fatigue, the physical symptoms of somnolence or of not sleeping or sleep of a particular quality as it relates to your physiology, your biology, your body. Then, there is the additional layer that we're going to focus on primarily today, which is emotional tiredness. The additional and optional layer of thoughts and judgments, feelings about our physical symptoms, the physical sensations of tiredness. You can make being tired mean literally anything. You can make it mean you've had such a productive, amazing day. You can make it mean you didn't sleep enough last night and you're a victim to things outside of you. It is entirely your choice. So the kind of tiredness in particular that we're focused on today is the experience, the description of tiredness that people who even sleep maybe eight or more hours a night and still feel tired or still feel exhausted in their days. Now, again, we want to distinguish between that physical sensation, the physical symptoms of tiredness, and emotional tiredness. So when we put tired in a model, we can play around with it in different lines of the model. When we put feeling tired in the circumstance line, say we have a diagnosis or we have a physical symptom of fatigue, we want to ask ourselves, How would we describe it in neutral facts? If an alien came down to Earth, if you were describing your symptoms to a doctor, what is it like? Okay, well, the experience of tired in this moment is a heaviness in the head, a tenseness in the forehead, a slowness of speech. These are the physical embodiment of physical symptoms of tiredness. Now what happens is, and this can happen in a split second, from our learned associations, from our habitual patterns, which is, uh, and our social conditioning, which is immediately we lay on those physical symptoms, a layer of interpretation, including the thought, I'm so tired. The optional thought, I'm so tired, or I'm so exhausted, or I didn't sleep well. The question is, how do you feel when you think I'm so tired? Take that sentence, think about it like a ticker tape running across your forehead, or take that sentence and put it in the palm of your hand. You think you're observing reality, you think you're describing a fact, but first off, you're describing your subjective interpretation of the world. And even if something is true, it doesn't mean it's helpful to think and focus your mind on. So when you think, let's say, I'm so tired about your physical symptoms of tiredness, Maybe you feel defeated or exhausted or sad or frustrated. It all depends on what you make it mean, right? And by the way, when you follow that model through, when you feel sad or frustrated or overwhelmed or exhausted, thinking you're so tired, thinking you don't sleep well again, you end up showing up in the world in a way where you likely emotionally buffer and then do things to even stay up later, not go to sleep early not take preventive action and rebelling out of the frustration you've created for yourself, making it impossible to step out of your state of tiredness. You choose to create the inevitability of being even more tired. Ask me how I know. <laughs> now we could think about this a number of different ways, right? So one way of getting at how it isn't the circumstance of the n- number of hours you slept for the quality of that sleep, causing your feeling of exhaustion or overwhelm, the emotional tiredness, because some nights you didn't sleep at all or slept even fewer hours, but you felt more energized. You didn't feel as bogged down. Let's say you were sleeping over with a hot date or having amazing sex, the best sex of your life. You might not have slept well that night, say when you were cuddling. You did not get up and necessarily think, I'm so tired, and make that have a negative connotation. Make it mean something's gone wrong, make it mean something bad about you. You're probably thinking, that was the best sex I ever had. You might feel elated or overjoyed or excited, right? Or maybe you slept X number of hours because you were working on a deal or for a new gig that you were so excited about that was just about to close that evening. Right? And at the end of it, you might not be focused on, I'm so tired, indulging in, a, in the emotional exhaustion and the additional layer of tired on top of tired, tired of talking about how tired you are. You would be proud of yourself because you'd think, I did that. I did the deal. I got it done. Right? And think about how you would show up in the world differently depending on what you focus your mind on. If you weren't choosing thoughts like, I'm so tired. I am exhausted. I didn't sleep enough last night. What would your experience of your day look like? The other thing is, because we've learned, because there's more public academics and figures speaking about the neuroscience of sleep and the importance of it and the research, there are sleep tracking monitors out there and all this data out there. Sometimes this can have unintended consequences because folks will have these data or cite their research against themselves. right? So let's say they had a fitful night of sleep, or let's say they have, they slept um, five hours the night before. You might choose to make it mean, through the lens of the science, through the lens of the research, ah, now I have a higher likelihood of these potentially fatal diseases because I slept this number of hours, which will make you feel anxious, or depending on what thought you're choosing, judged or shameful. And then you'll show up in a way, possibly to buffer and avoid that feeling, and maybe stay up even later, doing things you didn't want to do, making yourself even more tired, only because you layered on the additional anxiety or judgment or shame about it. So you can overeat, stay up, watch TV, consume, and buffer even more, making it impossible for yourself to create more restorative energy. Right, to sleep in a way that would not make you feel as tired. So if you find yourself caught in these loops of thinking, I'm so tired, I'm so exhausted, I don't have enough energy, stop, consider a couple of alternative thoughts. First, become aware of and recognize that the number of hours you slept is not what's causing your feeling of exhaustion or of overwhelm or a frustration or sadness as it relates to tired, right? There's the physical symptoms of fatigue, of tired, and then there's the emotional layer, which is your choice to interpret it. Okay, so try on some of these thoughts, like you might try on a sweater or a jacket or a new pair of shoes. I have all the energy I need. I have all the energy I need today to do and get what I want done. It is possible for someone to feel tired and get what they want done. It is possible for someone to feel tired and get what they want done. I have the perfect amount of energy for today. I have the perfect amount of energy for today. How do I know? Because this is the amount of energy I have. Listen, when we argue with reality, which is the number or the quality of hours of sleep we got last night, for whatever reason, again, it could be a diagnosis, it could be external constraints, it could be construction or anything else. When we argue with the reality, we lose 100% of the time. You have as much control over how many hours you slept last night as you do over atrium grease. The thought, I'm so tired again, seems like the truth. It seems like you're observing a fact, but you're in part creating it with your mind. You're creating your experience of being emotionally tired with your own mind. And again, things that still may be true may not be helpful to focus your mind on. You have no idea if you'll live until tomorrow. But you don't choose to focus your mind on all the ways you might die today. Why? Because you would just lock yourself in a bubble and never set foot outside otherwise. Telling yourself, I'm so tired on repeat has no upside. Again, the amount of hours you slept, the quality of that sleep last night is behind you. You know what you do have control over though? How you spend your energy and time today and what time you go to sleep and how you prepare your body for that sleep tonight, tomorrow. When you get hung up on repeating, I'm so tired, I'm so tired, which again is socially also conditioned and rewarded, You create that emotional exhaustion. Instead, if you knew you have the exact amount of energy you needed for today, because this is the energy you have. Drop the resistance, drop the judgment. Drop the negativity about your physical experience of somnolence or fatigue or tired and watch as your life opens up to you. You still feel the same level of tired, but you don't use it as an excuse to not get the things you want done. I've seen in my own thought work and work on this, is that I do just that. I use the tiredness as an excuse based on what I make it mean. I make it mean, or I have made it mean, my work won't be as good. My cognition won't be as good. I won't be as sharp. And then what I make that mean, from a perfectionistic all or nothing black and white lens, is I project onto that, well, if my work won't be as sharp, or I won't be speaking or thinking as sharply, then I'll feel sad and defeated. And then I won't show up. I won't do it in the first place. Not do the thing at all. And so what result do, do I create? When I think my work won't be as good because I tell myself I'm so tired, I end up not doing the work at all. Now again, this isn't because of the physical symptoms of fatigue or tiredness. It has nothing to do with it. It has to do with that intermediary layer of interpretation, that thought, that sentence in the mind, a seemingly innocuous, seemingly benign, seemingly truthful string of words like, I'm so tired. Now, another somewhat similar example is our experience of boredom. Boredom can be a very powerful emotion or thought or circumstance. And it's important to note that just like anything else, boredom doesn't just happen to you. First off, you choose to make it happen. So if you're at that gathering or at that meeting or in that class or what have you, you're choosing to interpret your experience as a boring one. You're choosing to think he's boring. That's boring. There's no universal interpretation where 8 billion humans would agree this is boring. So first, we know that it's a choice. And second, let's posit that it is a fact, right? Let's say that that is your circumstance. Now, when you think, when you layer on top of that, just like with the tiredness, let's say your physical experience of tiredness is your circumstance, when you think I'm so bored, kind of like when you think I'm so tired, you think you're just stating and observing reality, but you're in part creating it. How do you feel when you look at that sentence in the palm of your hands, I'm so bored? You might feel impatient. You might feel uneasy. You might have an urge, an urge that might lead you to buffer, to avoid an emotion like scrolling on social media, overeating, over drinking, or otherwise. So again, here's an alternative thought to practice when it comes to the experience of boredom. Beyond just knowing and gaining awareness that you are the one who creates it and chooses to interpret your experience that way, consider this. The most exciting things in life are on the other side of boredom. The most exciting things in life are on the other side of boredom. And the way out of boredom is through. The way out of boredom is through. When you actually consciously, intentionally allow and create boredom in your life, you allow yourself to be with yourself. And on the other side of that is some of the greatest creation, value, and transformation. So when you intentionally bring boredom, allow for it. Don't resist it. Don't buffer it. And you know, on the other side of that is super thinking, is value creation, is the kind of creativity and synthesis and connections of ideas and concepts in ways that haven't been thought of or built before, allowing for, building space in, breathing into and not judging the experience of boredom or rushing out of it can change your life. The same is true for feeling tired. Now again, there's lots of different variations and different ways this presents, whether it be a diagnosis, a physical symptom, an experience of fatigue, a thought, a circumstance, or a feeling, play around with this in your own work. And notice how what you think you're just observing are, in part, creating. An important caveat here is to not silver lining your experience of being bored or being tired, right? So we don't want to say, hey, obviously, that's terrible. That sucks. And I'll do the thing anyway through willpower. I'll get the task done. I'll get the job done. Obviously, I'm so exhausted. Obviously, that's a terrible, bad thing and no one would ever want. But in spite of that, I'll get the thing done. That's when you're trying to force it through and use willpower. That's an unsustainable way to get what you want done. I'm saying reject that tacit negativity. Your experience, your physical experience of being tired is a neutral circumstance. You get to choose what you make that mean. You get to decide what you do with that. So that's that. Go forth and know you have exactly the amount of energy you need today. It's not like you really have a choice about it anyway, but why create unnecessary emotional exhaustion and suffering on top of it? Plus, you might just get better sleep tonight. Podcast, you have to check out the gay man's life coach at jonathanherzogcoach.com it is the community of gay men transforming their lives to feel better and get exactly what they want join us at jonathan and book a one-on-one consult today and if you have one minute it would be so awesome if you could leave a review on this podcast so we can help spread the word and help more gay men see you soon